Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily on a beautiful Thursday. The sun is out, not for long, but it's out right now, so we'll enjoy that. A lovely Cinco de Mayo to all of you. Hope you're having a great day out there. Nathan Zagura, Jason Gibbs, Gibbe, with you here for the next two hours on our show. We've got some things to go through here, Gibbe. We're going to get Chad Reuter at NFL.com. Had his three favorite picks from every round, and the Browns were well represented. We'll take a look at that. We've got some outrageous post-draft uh, power rankings from Pete Prisco, which we will dissect and coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then in hour number two, our good friend Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio stops by to talk about some of the Browns' skill position talent that they acquired on offense in this draft. We've got the mailbag as well, so you can get your questions in using the hashtag AskCBD. Hit me up, hit Gibby up. And we'll go ahead and we will talk about that. But first, Gibbe, you got to get on the golf course yesterday, throw the small ball around, a little bit wet, but you got through it. How was it? Dude, not bad. Uh, Look, you knew my mindset coming in yesterday. Like, I was going to golf. I did not care what it looked like. I did not care what I was going to shoot. Yeah. But this weather, I've just got to power through it now. We're into May. You just got to power through it. Put on the rain gear. Put on the warm clothes, whatever the case might be, uh, and just get out there and bear down. And we did, and we played. It was not bad. Not even a cart path only, and uh, and the course was in good shape. It, they were just like, "Hey, you guys have been coming here a long time. Just be smart. Like, don't like if you see standing water. There's probably a lot of standing water in that area. Just avoid it." And we did. And, and you did. You played well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. I played. Let's put it that way. We, uh, I had some good shots. I had some shots that looked like I never swung a golf club before yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I still played better than Danny Cunningham probably would have played. That's right. Shots fired. Dang. Across the bow. Let's go. <laughs> Let's uh, go. Yeah, it was fine. And then we went. We had some libations. I know you were out uh, gallivanting around last night. Oh as well. yeah, had a good time. It was at a first Spodos. Friday, lived to its fullest. It was great to be at Spodos there, which was always a ton of fun, and uh, we had a blast there with the boys. and And I got to drop a word in the in the normal course of conversation, a word that I've been enjoying quite a bit recently in, in my life. And I think you know we were talking about you know sounding gentrified or having you know putting like a fancy pronunciation on a word something like that we talked about that on the show a little bit yesterday i like using instead of between i like using the word betwixt uh, i i don't what yeah so like kate york has been brought to the browns to kick the football betwixt the uprights why what is that it means between it's a no. great word no it doesn't yes it does look it up what in what language? English, brother. No. Between. Oh. Yes, it's an it's an ancient British word. I believe you like and it was big peak, it was a big behind in, the curtain tomorrow we we've got some stuff that it's pre-taped so we can have a little getaway day after our long week. Yeah. Uh, I believe I, don't didn't you spout out a couple English terms yesterday too? I did, or but for, I feel like you're you are you're killing uh betwixt right now. 
It was big in the 18th century. It's probably because I'm watching, you know, I watch Outlander. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I watch Black this. Sails. Yeah, get, get rid of this right now. No way. It's a great one. Nope. Out. He really – Deshaun Watson really squeezed that pass in betwixt multiple if defenders. If you do that on a broadcast this fall, I will turn your mic off. I can't believe you don't like betwixt. No. I'm stunned. No. Betwixt was a hit last night. It some, was a hit. Some of the words that we have – Burns and Russ. Come up and with. And loved it. Well, I, great. It's a real word. Okay. This isn't Scottamooch. This isn't made up. This is real. Scottamooch is in – isn't it in the lyrics of that's one more, of the Queen that's songs? That's more like Scaramooch. Scaramooch, Scaramooch, which sounds very similar to my Scaramooch, it turns out. I, I'm not signing off on this. What I am signing off on is you almost biting it in the cafeteria today. Yeah, so I'm walking into the cafe, and as you guys who are on the YouTube stream see, I'm wearing the, this. The sweater is It's always a head-turner. It's always a head-turner, this sweater. And so I'm walking, and uh, Mike Nicholas says, look at that. And he's sitting at a table of four people, and I turn and look and say, yeah, this one's always a good one. Now, there must have been a chair that was further out than it should have been. I don't think so. It had to be. I was in front of you and didn't have any problem navigating. I know, and I was, like, drafting you. Which made it so I was exerting less energy walking, next level thinking. So I was keeping myself betwixt you and the person oh, behind me. And it was really, that it was going wonderful. To annoy me already. I loved it. You hate, you liking it would have meant that it would have been mentioned in the opening segment and then probably not again. You hating it means that. Yeah, I don't like it. I can't, I can't coach. Somebody on should that. set the over unders on the number of times I say betwixt. Gonna beat the dead horse today? Betwixt the hours of one and three today. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Mr. Ed's been dead for like 20 years. Let's we're gonna, go. We're going to keep on whooping him. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so anyway, I turn and I look and say, yes, I'm about sweater. And I walk. And I mean, I crush. Look, at. there's even a dent in my shoe. It's actually this foot. <laughs> the front of my foot right into the pole uh, or the leg of a chair <laughs> to thunderous laughter. <laughs> Monica, who is one of the nicer people around. Was doubled over laughing. She even apologized for laughing so so no, loudly at my misfortune. I told her that she was in her right to do it. It's funny as long as it doesn't happen to you. It's like when someone falls on the ice. Like you, yeah. are you okay? Good. Now, now I'm gonna laugh. Well, there was no no really no real concern about whether I was okay or no. Not. There was no. Now to be fair, I was on the phone, so I like no sold it and just kept going. But it hurt quite a bit. <laughs> the look on your face going through the line. The cafeteria line, you're just like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, that was great. And then we had that to get out. Day. We had to be out by 12.15, and I was on the far side at around 12.14 and, you know, 38 seconds. You were in there past 12.15, by the way, looking for the new. Cause, to be fair, though, they changed the way that spoons and forks were delivered. Yeah, so I couldn't find the caused you. It, I, my, I had yeah. my food. It caused a reasonable delay. There was no fine levy. No fine. As far as I know, I, well, who knows? We'll find someone, out. Yeah, we'll find out soon if you're talk to if us you're and... reported. Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. But I was nervous that I was basically operating on one foot at this point. Like, would I be able to traverse the twenty yards of the cafe on one leg in in twenty seconds? I gave it everything I had, and I did. You did. I did. I made it. Yeah. New I, rules. But now, you know, it felt like I was betwixt a rock and a hard place. That is dumb. Please stop. It's a doing great that. word. Stop you it. are nuts. You're you're dumb. Stop it. Yeah, you're not dumb. You're very smart. Yeah, that's hurtful. That's, that's hurtful. Sorry. I, I, I pulled it back. I pulled it back. I, I, don't use that word. When you golf ever, when you golf ever, do you ever like 
just try to give like the grass a feel not on the greens obviously that's illegal but if you're in the rough do you ever try to give like a, like to feel out what's going on in the rough area not where your ball is obviously but just in a, a similar portion of grass to like f feel that out do you ever do that no. so you never have grass betwixt your fingers i'm gonna turn your mic off we're gonna, we're gonna be done the next the level next level is next. next the next level is next we'll be back which is hilarious um yeah forcible yeah Cunningham, you're going to have to hold it down. You're just going to have to host till 3 o'clock. Yeah, we'll see. He's got it. I'm we'll busy. See. I'm teaching people over here, guys. I think Gibby's, I think Gibby's mad at me right now. I'm not mad I'm at already catching stray shots about my golf game. I know. Well, He's I just mean, lashing right. out at a lot of people. Two minutes is... into the show, he couldn't wait. He's having a bad day today, Nathan. I know. It's that. You hate to see it. The guy got to get on the golf course yesterday, too, and he's, and he's having a bad day, which makes it. Oh, he, he must have just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You probably picked the wrong pair of underwear. Must have. Yeah, I'm quite comfortable. The, the underwear choice was quite co cozy today. By the way. And by the way, I, I'm the not hop. in a bad mood. It's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Kyle Benner. I've been using betwixt in my daily verbiage for a while now. Top tier word choice. Yet another demerit earned by Gibbe. That's right. Kyle, Kyle, I don't know what you're doing right now, but if, you're, if you'd like to throw your hat in here to be the next Stevie, you've got, you've got my vote early on. You and Meckling and Ned. Maybe we'll have three of them. I don't know. Did you see from the Hoff, speaking of the Hoff, did you see what this Hoff had to say today? No. Had a little giggle this morning in yoga class. My teacher, who certainly is not a wrestling fan, referred to the sternum as the solar plexus. It's a, just the little things in life, Nathan's girl. That's right. I said, she must, have been, she must have been hearing about Gorilla Monsoon. She must have been listening to Gorilla Monsoon, or he must have been listening to Gorilla Monsoon and just not knowing the genius of that. I can, I can hear him and Jesse the Body Ventura Talking about someone getting taking a shot right in the solar plexus. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, got to be careful. Yes. Got to be careful on that. <laughs> uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. What was the drink of choice last night? Because knowing full well, tonight's a bigger night. Tonight's a big night. So tonight's I took, it, I took night. it easy. I took it easy. Um, you know, first of all, Spoto's incredible wings, incredible atmosphere. Everything about it's great. Uh, ran into, ran into. Oh no! Believe it or not, the mother-in-law of Devereaux Lawrence. What? Yeah. So we're sitting there, and uh, this lovely woman Holly is across the bar, and uh, we were talking. Somebody's talking to me about the Browns, and she's like, "Oh my, uh, my son-in-law used to play for the Browns," and I'm like. Who? She goes, Devereaux Lawrence. Said, How giddy oh my did God. you get? I got okay. So, what story would I tell her? You know me. You know Devereaux. What? 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 what and there's an exact phrase that I would use. I don't remember off the top. of So my he head. would see me, Devereaux, and I got along famously. Yes. I loved him. Uh, and when he would see me, he would give me a hug. Devereaux Lawrence, defensive tackle in the NFL, three hundred pounds, large big, man. strong dude, like big and very strong. There goes Jenner, smiling, still got her soup. She's maintaining that. She was nervous coming up the stairs if she was going to be able to make it with all the food she had. She made it. So he would see me, and he would hug me, give me these huge hugs. And I'd love it. But I also felt like I might be dying. Yes. He could he, squeeze the life out of me. He, like, had a, if, he had a grip. If he, was, if he was a wrestler, he could, like Andre the Giant, he could have done a bear hug on people, and it would have been devastating. So what he would say after that, he'd be like, when I see you, I got to embrace you. And so I told her this story. I ended up sending him a text 
and uh, got to reconnect with Devereaux Lawrence last night. So Where another, is he? You, What's he doing? I, I think he's he's in the area, raising a child, having the time of his life. Happy as can be. Interesting. Yeah. A, what a fine man Devereaux is. Just a fine man. Where, where, we got to find out where he's at. Yeah. Like, he was a good friend. He was a strong friend of the program. Great friend of the program. Great friend of the program. And remained a friend even when he was betwixt the Browns and the Chiefs. That doesn't even make any sense. Yes, because there was a time when he was with us, and then he was then going to be with the Chiefs. And even in the moments between those two, betwixt them, he still was a great friend. No, wrong. Stop using that word. People are loving it. You're going to find you. People are loving it. Matt Hooper, loving it. Per usual, told no lies. Exactly right. Tim Rice, listening, loving it. Adam Schwartz, just please go uh, heavy on Betwixt Mark today. Mark Bishop, Betwixt, thumbs down. Does Nathan also extend his pinky while sipping his tea? That's right. Good job, Mark. No, but I will if I'm sipping a fine Añejo, like I will be doing today, Betwixt Bites of Tacos on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cameron Savage, I, I, I don't know what language he is speaking had to close the app and restart, and he's still saying words I don't know. Is it just my stream? You're welcome. Let me listen, Cameron. Let's you're, you're, let's educate the masses. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's let's doing. Let's expand the vocabulary he's... of our listeners. We have, I think, one of the things that I love about Cleveland Browns Daily's fan base suck. is number one, passionate, the passion, the loyalty. Number two, just the intelligence and the desire. That's fine. The you thirst. guys use some. Quality big words. This is not a quality big word. The thirst it, for I think knowledge Bo would agree with the me. thirst to expand their horizons, to broaden their horizons, as they see that currently they are at point A, they want to get to point B, and they will do whatever they can to accelerate the time spent betwixt point A and point B, Gibbe. And that's what I love about Cameron, our Cameron, it's base. not your it's not the app, it's just Zagura not being great today. I think we're having He's a good time. I think we're having a great time. Yeah. Adam Schwartz with a stand-up comedian joke here. Hey, Adam, what's your fifth favorite candy bar? Me? Well, that's an easy one. It would be Twix. (laughs) I don't don't like that either. I think this is great. I'm really having a great time. We've got a lot of fun and frivolity on the show today, as we mentioned. Yes. Real quick. Yes. I'm going to throw it out there. Yes. Just to make Danny's life more difficult today. I'm really not trying to make his life more difficult. Likely story. in the mailbag, do we take calls? No. <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, I'm a I'm a man of the people. I love talking to the people. I'm fine. Gibbs, doing a, a I was going to be on your side with this whole betwixt thing, but not anymore. Now, I, I mean, I was going to ask Nathan what he thought it what it was like being at Jay Gatsby's party in the 20s during the break, but you know what? Now I it might be on great. his side. <laughs> it was great. I think Gatsby. the sweaters from that time period. Yeah, it's a beautiful sweater. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good here. Cinco de Mayo, one of my favorite days of the year. Great. Are you going somewhere or are you just home tonight? No, I believe we are we're meeting the great Stephen Molly tonight. I think at Trace Portillo's. The three Like horses. is that a party place or is that a fancy joint? Are there fancy like I that that sounds joints? that sounds like Trace something Portillo's? That sounds like something that it maybe is a little fancier. It's just than, Spanish and I believe it means the three horses. I could be wrong about that. My daughter's going After. into honors Spanish. Shout out, Artie. Way to go. Nice. Good yeah. job. My kid got accepted to honors college at uh, Or it's Akron. Trace Potrios. Congratulations, Gibbe. Yeah. Let's go. 80. Strong. I mean, it's a chain. 
authentic Mexican. Yeah, and it means the three horses. Where is this at? It's all over town. There's one in uh, Medina. There's one in Copley, and there's one in uh, Beechwood, which is the one I believe it's I will far. be. Too far. See, I, I, so I got an issue tonight because the the youngest has uh, one in Akron. She has a scholarship uh, uh, event tonight that we have to attend as a family. It starts okay. at seven o'clock. I was like, honey, not ideal. How long is this? Yeah, thing? what's the deal? Like, it's Cinco de Mayo, and she's Three like, "That's horses. a great question." I said, "Yeah." Like if they're if they're handing out a lot of scholarships tonight, this could be like a two hour event, and in which case we're going to get closed out here on Cinco de Mayo. And she's like, uh, "I'm like, no, that, not that's, allowed. That will not happen. Not allowed." So we're, I'm up in the air right now as to how this evening is looking. Gabriel Greenlee is onto something, by the way. Yeah. He's onto something. Okay, and I don't like it. So see yet again, Bo Bishop is gone, and BGSU Gibbs, that's you, Gibbe. Why can't you just change your handle to at Gibbe? Come on. Because my name is Gibbs. Your name is Gibbe. <laughs> Bullies and verbally assaults Nathan Zagura. That's right. I do that when Bo's here. Joe C. Betwixt. It is rare in the U.S., but still used fairly often in British English. It is sometimes appears in the redundant cliche betwixt and between, meaning neither one thing nor another. No shame in being cultured. Gibbs is a real bummer today. Yeah. I'm not a bummer. Tim Rice, I like betwixt. Me too, brother. The stick. Love betwixt. Keep it up. You're outnumbered here. You are literally betwixt a rock and a hard place. The people are against you. The people are for me. They're well, for betwixt. Not- I'm not conforming. I'm, that's just that's not, nothing. Nobody's ever yeah. accused you of becoming a being a conformist. Yeah. Today. No. That, congratulations. Uh, you got you got some people on your side. I believe I've got a few on mine. I believe the army mm. is small, but uh, we can overcome a lot. Brent Watson. I'm he the loves brave it. heart of Sorry, fighting betwixt. Yeah. Bo would be all about this. I don't think so. Bo would be sipping on I Pappy Van Winkle so. in his sipping chair. Discussing. By the way, yeah. Last night, yeah. A buddy of mine was in Scottsdale two weeks ago for spring break. Okay. Family spring break. Found a bar that offers every kind of Peppy Van Winkle ever made. It's a little. It's a hole in the wall pub. Is that possible? What you said, like anybody could even know that. Every bottle that they've ever made. Every type. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. there's numerous. Yeah, there's different ages and all yes. of this. Yeah, sure, sure. They sure. have them all. Sure. At this little hole in the wall dive. Yeah. I will get you a name, but it's pretty spectacular from what I was told. Well, I'm wearing a shirt from Scottsdale as well. This is oh. from Barrio Queen, appropriate for Cinco de Mayo. By the way, I did get a, a I, I got a hug from that same buddy for the Barrio Queen recommendation. I said, I can't take credit for that. That would be one Nathan Zagura. I'm happy to share credit betwixt us. Yeah, now I'm going to take full credit, and you will take <laughs> me. Ah, yes. Give a the official nan of the show would like to know. You want you to shout out your daughter again? She did not catch which college uh, that she. Uh, Adriana's going to. She's going to start off at Akron, and then I think she was going to transfer because she doesn't want to go to college very long in the state of Ohio. Ah. She'd like to go somewhere she's warmer. Begin as a zip. Yes. And because, is something else. Yes, uh, especially because it involves medical school later on. Oh, so I think she's nice. getting the, 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 the 
you know what I mean, the classes, the basic stuff out of the way, and then, and moving, then yeah. moving on up. I like it. Well, we certainly wish her well. Thanks. Absolutely. It's the month of baby, man. Let's go. I got a birthday, but it doesn't matter. Your birthday always matters. No, not not this month. Not this year. Why not? There's a lot going on, man. Well, we will celebrate you. Eh, maybe. You won't be left out of the celebration. I usually, I usually try to not be around on that day. Are you gone? Have you already taken the day off? Uh, I don't know if I have yet. Yeah, hold on. Allow me to look into my calendar. Nana says congrats. Hmm. The problem with my calendar now is it used to be really easy to find birthdays, and now it's not as easy because there's something on the calendar literally every single day. I have dots every single day. Meetings. Yeah, meetings. Lots, <laughs> lots and lots of meetings. All right, I'm going to find this. I'm going to go from there. Matt Waldman's going to join us today at 2.15. Oh, kind baby. of excited about that to break down our draft class. Oh, boy. Matt Miller was going to join, but he is under the weather today. Do I have this right? Give me Tuesday the 17th? Maybe. I believe I do. Maybe. I believe I do have that. There it you is, go. It is betwixt Monday the 16th and <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> the now. 18th. All right. We're going to have some commercials that will be played betwixt <laughs> our glorious show here on Cleveland Daily. You're listening to CBD on ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. These myths can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. Nathan Zagura, Gibbe, back with you here at Cleveland Browns Daily. Gibbe, the people are making their voices heard. In the great betwixt controversy. Well, there's some I can read. There's some I cannot. Some you the can't. ones that I cannot are actually siding with me. Well, yeah, that's why you should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people, yeah. Browns P- people putting you in timeouts. Well Josh Van Bibber, what a selection of tequilas that he's got there. I- I'd say let's go with the Class Azul, brother. That is a, a beautiful bottle. That's the Reposado what, what is, white. What is, are, are you going carne asada tonight? Like what is? The... I'm hoping to get. I'm hoping to get an Al Pastor somewhere. I'm hope, right. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I always love that. Any kind of a street taco, though, that's really what I'm after. Give me the small corn tortilla. Give me the meat seasoned beautifully, and then give me just a little bit of, of un- chopped onion, chopped cilantro. I'd love a little if we can get a little habanero and pineapple salsa on there, and then let's go. I like uh, I like that kind of salsa on a fish. Oh, do you? I'm I not do. a big fish taco guy. No, no, not a fish taco. Like just on fish. A, a nice red snapper. Oh boy! On, on a little bed of rice. Uh huh. With a little habanero pineapple yeah. salsa or a mango type something. Yes. Like a, a very a Caribbean a, yes. a Caribbean uh, presentation. Yes. I like that. Uh, Gibbs needs to go sit in the corner. Isn't it one minute of timeout per year of age? See after two, buddy. Betwixt yeah. is a winner. Gibbs being a sore loser. I like that. That'll get you banned on the Mud show. Mud Music says you are currently betwixt exciting NFL news times, but still bringing the A game. Happy Cinco de Mayo. So Happy G- Cinco de Mayo to you, too. So, Gibby, saying your daughter will be splitting college betwixt Akron and another school. It's mm. catching on. I feel like. Ethan, it. poor yeah. choice of words. Yes. Uh, T. 
T-Mag. Live look at what's happening betwixt segments in the only studio christened by the U.S. Navy, and you're strangling me. I think that's right. Hmm. <laughs> Your birthday is betwixt Monday the 16th and Wednesday the 18th. It's true. <laughs> Give me, that was a good one. You even laughed at that, which made me very happy. <laughs> made me very happy indeed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tweet your questions to us. Twitter mailbag's open today. I would say we're going to do it at 2.30, but it sounds like we may be doing it throughout this entire show. At Browns underscore daily, using the hashtag AskCBD, and we will answer as many questions as we can get to. Heck, maybe we'll take a phone call or two. I think it'd be fun. I love talking to people. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think we'd have a great time with it. So I'm for it. I'm okay with it. Because uh, that way we can let people go. Have it's like a live mailbag. We can just go right there. Just have it. We're know, doing it live. Bring it to the people there. All right, we do have some NFL stuff to get to, and right now it is. You know, I'll be honest with you. I was really expecting like this week to be full of signings. Nothing. I nothing. Like I really did, and maybe it's going to end up being the weeks before, like a lot of these mandatory mini camps, but. You know, when we were talking with Paul DePodesta yesterday, and if you didn't hear that, I'm talking football here, of course, if you didn't hear that, be sure to check that out because it's a very good interview. Talked about the process, how some of these trades went down, a lot of what I would call interesting little nuggets if you were paying attention to, to the depot scores there. He gave you a lot to talk about uh, and to think about in terms of the process by which the Browns do these things. Wow, Gabriel Greenlee, hashtag canceled Gibby. All right, let's not go that far. I love Gibby. He's a great foil. You need to have a foil. And he couldn't be a better foil for me. I love Gibby. Uncancel him. Sad I even read that. Gibby. No, nah, you're fine. It's never. like the guy that commented on our uh, podcast last week that says I'm just angry all the time and I look, I look like I don't want to be here. And I'm like, I'm funny, but I'm smiling. I'm and laughing you're rather at every pleasant. picture. So is Judge. Look at Judge over there. Judge was just in Marco Island. Look at him. What a stride. Rough. He looks great. Beautiful blazers got on, too. Nice sport coat, as it were. What is that? Um, but anyway, what, one of the things Depot was saying, as I got sidetracked there, one of the things Depot was saying was that you, th- you would think that a lot of people want to have, you know, if a player's going to a new team, that you want to get in there and you want to get be a part of the OTAs and you want to be part of these installs so that you can ramp up, so that you can hit the ground running at the mandatory minicamp or at training camp. And I agree with that. And so it is interesting to me how little movement we have seen. And, in fact, I thought we'd see more releases than we have. We haven't seen a ton of releases, and we haven't seen a ton of signings. And I think that that is very surprising because there's still a lot of very, very good players who have, are currently unsigned in the NFL. Yeah, but even A.B. said it on Saturday night after the draft ended. You know, we're, we're going to take a week here reconvene and figure out next steps to finish up this roster so yeah uh, but if there's someone out there that you want and you know it let's, yeah let's do it I, i'm think I'm you want to do that sooner rather than later yeah i would also say you know the other thing that depot said that i found interesting is that most people in the front office their contracts are up now and yeah. so the renewals and people changing which is why we've heard rumors of Catherine race perhaps leaving the eagles and coming to the browns we, we don't know you know if that, we don't it is not official there have just been reports about it and haven't heard anything really since a couple of days ago when that first came out um but you are going to have some movement there so perhaps that's a part of it that you need to have some of that movement before you're able to 
figure out exactly what direction you're going. And in, and so maybe that's why there's this delay that I wasn't expecting. I don't know. I was just in my mind it was going to be like, all right, these teams know. And who, not just who with the getting. Browns, but around the around league. the league. Yeah, the league is like taking the week off. I feel like. Yeah, the league has, which has been a big surprise to me. So. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little. We can. We'll be able to wrap this week up more. A little bit of draft analysis, and then we'll be able to get into you know what the league looks like. Where's everybody at? We got that with Prisco and his power rankings, and then I still think you want to see some of these things play themselves out, and you want to flesh out this roster. Like I don't think it's any secret that the Browns need a little bit more speed in their wide receiver room. I don't think it's a secret that you want to get Jadavian Clowney back here, and I don't think it's a secret that the Browns want to find a veteran nickel corner that they can bring in. And now one of the names that had been bandied about immediately following the trade of Troy Hill was Bryce Callahan, and he did sign this week. He did sign a one-year deal. I don't remember where, but he did sign a one-year deal this week, so he is not a guy that it would be eligible for the Browns anymore. But as we mentioned, we're getting in Gibby. I see him efforting. Sign with the Chargers. Chargers. I knew it was in the AFC. Chargers, too. So they've added J.C. Jackson, Bryce Callahan, a very solid veteran slot. There are still some very good players out there, but we'll see ultimately how that plays out for us and really around the league, though. I really thought we would see a lot more action than we have There'd be a second wave of free agency. Yeah. I mean, I I think all eyes right now are on Jadavian Clowney. I mean, it starts there. Yes, that is – that's – as it sits, that is the number one priority remaining for this football team. Because the receiver, yes, you would like to get him, but, I mean, if you were saying we're going out there and our, our starting receivers or pass catchers for the very talented Deshaun Watson would be Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and David Bell like, and with the Chief, I feel, I feel good about that. Would I like to see a vertical guy? Maybe Anthony Schwartz takes that leap this year, but – you know, if you were to throw a Wolf Fuller in there or if you were to throw a T.Y. Hilton in there or a Deshaun Jackson in there, does that give you a little more juice in some situations? Perhaps. But the one that you're really looking at is the defensive emphasis. And we listen, we put a lot of resources at it recently. You've got in that room now Miles Winovich. You signed Weatherly and Isaac Rochelle right before the draft. You had Curtis Weaver from last year, so that was five. And then you just drafted two, Alex Wright uh, and Isaiah Thomas later in the draft. Yeah. Who, so you've it, got seven yeah. now. So, could you roll with that? Yeah, you could roll with that. Ultimately, where will that be? Where the, you want Clowney, though. I mean, that's, let's be frank about it. It's no secret the Browns want Clowney. It's no secret the Clowney is interested in coming back in the Browns. I think it's part of it's a matter of timing, and hopefully that timing will come soon, and they're able to resolve that and move forward. But as we told you, we were going to talk a little bit about the draft and Chad Reuter, who is a guy who does seven-round mocks which is an unbelievable undertaking. I know I find it to be a fascinating undertaking, and he'll do that for NFL.com. And so he came back with an article that is ranking his favorite picks in every round. And we'll go through them all. Even though the Browns didn't participate in either of the first two rounds, there are some names on here that I think are interesting. So in round one, Jordan Davis, who was New Rob's favorite out of Georgia, the big defensive tackle. Go ahead, Gibby. No, it was great. They, I know that was a guy that the Ravens were interested in at fourteen. It is. They also ended up with Kyle Hamilton, which yeah, I thought was was great. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not great. Now, speaking of the Ravens, the Ravens get here on the first-round picks that he liked as well. Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, is his second favorite pick of the first round. And then George Karloftis, the edge rusher out of Purdue, goes to Kansas City 30th overall. He was his third favorite. So he has three favorites in each round. Round two, again, Brown's not involved. 
Pick one at number 46 overall, Josh Paschal, which is a name that we started to talk about as a riser in this draft, and he did rise right into the middle of the second round. Sky Moore, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan, who went with pick number 54 to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's going to be very good with Patrick Mahomes there. And, and while he isn't Tyreek Hill in skill set, he's the guy that they added into their receiving core, along with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was signed this offseason, who does have vertical capabilities. And then number three, James Cook, drafted number 63 overall in the second round. The brother of Dalvin uh, is darn good. Buffalo Big play needed threat. a running game. I know, but Singletary actually ran well for them down Remember the stretch I last had year. had that wrong last year. Yeah, and he was a second-round pick as well. And so I think – but it was a while ago that he was a second-round pick, so I'm guessing the thinking is, you know, his time is probably coming to an end. And so we've got to go ahead and move forward here and we're going to get James Cook. But adding that home run element to their backfield, I think, is a very, very good one. We go on to round three. N'Kobe Dean, who went 83rd overall, was his favorite pick there. Uh, guy was the leader on the national title-winning defense. He is, you know, got some medical concerns, but this guy is an unbelievable playmaker. And he, they got him in the third round. That was a good pick. Then there's our guy, David Bell, the receiver out of Purdue. Said we knew he wasn't going to show great speed at the combine, but his route running, reliable playmaking at Purdue made him a solid top 100 pick for the Browns. He should have a strong career as other quote-unquote slow veterans, Jarvis Landry, James Jones, and Allen Robinson. Well, if you're one of those three. Oh, boy. Fine. fine. Great. We'll take it. We'll be just James fine. Jones caught a lot of touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. A lot. Uh, and then he liked Joshua Azidu. The Jets, the Giants selected him as a guard out of North Carolina, 67 overall. So now we go to the fourth round. And here we go. More Browns again. Starts with Cade Otten, the tight end, who was the first pick of the fourth round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Perion Winfrey, our guy out of Oklahoma, pick 108. He said teams are understandably concerned about Winfrey's inconsistent film, but he should have been off the board on day two because of his quick, quickness off the snap and his aggressiveness. Cleveland desperately needed a three technique that gets up the field in a hurry, so they had to be thrilled to find Winfrey still available in round four. Rounding it out, Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana, goes to Washington. I know he was a guy that the Browns liked very much. And then Dane Belton, safety out of Iowa, went to the Giants. And Belton went 114th. Butler went 113th. And, in fact, another safety, if I'm not misremembering, either went 112th or 115th. There were three safeties in a row, and then the Browns traded out of 118. And I wonder if they had their eyes on one of those safeties there in the fourth round before they were able to get him. Fifth round, he liked Sam Howell, the quarterback to the Commanders from North Carolina, who a lot of people thought might be the first pick of the draft over a year ago. There's a lot of people saying by, mid, by the midpoint in the season he's going to be the starting quarterback in Washington. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be good for Washington if – that's the case. Well, maybe maybe it is good for Washington. Maybe they got it right, just like oh, they got it right when they I mean, selected Kirk Cousins in the Carson fourth round. Wentz, man, that price tag. I mean, what do you? The albatross. It's an out, it was an outrageous, an outrageous move by them. And yes, I'm guessing that they're going to have to go with it for a little while. But you'd like to see. I think you'd like to see them be able to, you know, develop Howell. And and if he's the guy, great for them. If not, we'll see. All right, Tarek Wooten or Woolen. Texas San Antonio, cornerback to Seattle, and Darian Kennard, a guard from Kentucky to the Chiefs in the fifth round. You get into the sixth round real quickly. He liked Keanote Ingram, the running back from USC, to the Arizona Cardinals. He liked Jasir Taylor, defensive back out of Wake Forest, to the Chargers, and Vidarian Lowe, 
tackle out of Illinois to the Vikings. And then in round seven, here we go. Chris Paul, the guard from Tulsa. I mean, it's a ba- all basketball seventh round here. Chris yeah. Paul out of Tulsa, the guard, goes to the Washington Commanders, pick 230 overall. Number two is favorite, second favorite pick in the seventh round. Isaiah Thomas of the Browns, number two. 23 overall, though not as athletic as Oklahoma teammate Nick Benito, who went in the second round. Thomas was a constant pain in the neck for opposing offenses. He is sturdy in the run game, always seems to find his way to the quarterback despite not having elite speed. Plus, he uses his hands well and is effective shifting inside. He could beat out a couple veterans for a backup role in 2022 and become a starter in year two or year If you year get a seventh three, rounder that can contribute a, and then becomes a starter? Yeah, that is. Right, that, I thought that was a pretty bold statement from Chad. Yeah, that is a big thing for you. That's the one guy that of the day three picks out after the fourth round that draft analysts keep coming back to for the Browns and saying, really good pick. Yeah. Really good pick. Like he can help that football team. Yeah, people people like him. So as I said now, you go all of a sudden you have seven in there. You're likely gonna keep four. Now let's go and look at the the situation in which you bring Clowney back. Miles Clowney. Winovich, Alex Wright. Now, do you find a way to keep five if you really like what Isaiah Thomas shows you, or if you Weatherly or Rochelle, and you go maybe a lighter at defensive tackle because the fact is the Browns are going to kick if you got guys who can move inside, which is what they did last year. But you still need probably more than three of those guys. And let's go into that room. We've got Taven Bryan, who you just signed a free agency. You've got Perrion, who you drafted this year. Jordan Elliott, who you drafted two years ago. You've got. Uh, Tommy Togiai, who you drafted last year, and then Sheldon Day, who's hard to keep off the field and hard to keep off the roster. So all of a sudden, there's a lot of competition in both of those rooms for the Cleveland Browns, and I think that's that's going to be something that is going to be very interesting to watch. Absolutely. I I think that – what's that, nine guys, ten guys? Uh, That you'll keep? That you'll keep? Well, no, right now. So right now you have 11. seven. You have seven in the uh, defensive end room, and you have a yeah. five in the defensive tackle room. And you're going to add some undrafted free agents in there, I'm sure. And there could be a veteran added there, but I think you feel pretty good about that room now. Certainly much better than you did a little while ago. So uh, a lot of action, a lot of activity there for the Browns in those rooms uh, as it relates to kind of filling them out in, in recent days. And so that's what the Browns were able to do. All right, we'll be back with more. Oh, Browns fans. Sorry, Browns fans. Sugardale sponsoring grand opening events at two new Meyer stores. Visit the Canton store on Friday, May the 6th, and the Brunswick store on Friday, May 13th for samples and giveaways and special appearances by Browns alumni and chomps. For store locations and more details, visit Sugardale.com slash events. And we'll be back with more Clean Browns Daily right after this. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident has caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk, proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. It's time now to bring in Gibbe for a little higher or lower presented by the Ohio Lottery. 
or as I like to call better or worse and, and many a virtual cornucopia of opportunities to use the word betwixt when discussing the rankings. For example, I see here the Rams are number that one. That term still sucks. Kansas City Chiefs are number three. My question to you without looking, Gibbe, what team is betwixt the Rams and the Chiefs? Well, the good news is I, I wrote this, so I already know it's the Bills. Ah, yes. 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 Great. Yes. Just wonderful. Yes. All right. Higher or lower presented by our great friends at the Ohio Lottery, Pete Prisco, America's favorite villain, CBSSports.com, post-draft power rankings. Good news. We've got about three or four different ones, uh, but we'll start this week with yeah. Mr. Prisco's. Should the following teams be higher, closer to number one, or lower, closer to 32? Danny Cunningham will join us for this segment as well. The Browns post, uh, post-draft post come in at number 15. Higher, lower, or just right, Zagura? I believe that we are better than this. I believe it's higher, not better. I believe that we should have a lower number which somehow means that we are higher in the rankings. So I find it easier to simply say better so that there is no confusion betwixt our listenership. Yeah, then you pull out stupid words like that. Thank you. That's what I, I think that we're better than that. I, I find it – I don't understand how to He's get – He's got us up five spots from pre-draft. He had us at 20. I would think that was also like before free agency and before everything else went down. What in the world? So he hasn't done one of these before anything, clearly. But here's what I have a hard time understanding. Adding Deshaun Watson to our team bumps us up five spots. Adding Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos bumps them up 11 spots. Okay? Yeah. But the single biggest move. Yeah, you're looking at the same thing I am. Up his power rankings, folks. The Washington Commanders are 12 spots better following the acquisition of Carson Wentz. They're still Is hot this garbage. real? Yeah, I know. And he, his words say the acquisition of Carson Wentz will improve the offense, but how much? So why do they go up 12 spots from 25 to 13 solely on the basis of his acquisition? Are we sure the that's going to improve their offense? A g- great question and a fair question. The Colts get Matt Ryan. He then goes on to say, Matt Ryan makes this a better team. They were the team that had Carson Wentz previously, and then they don't move in the rankings. They don't move up or down. This feels like a situation where we have to get Prisco on here, where I just run circles around him and leave him betwixt a rock and a hard place as he tries to answer the charges. It's the ultimate phrase. It's the ultimate betwixt. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's like it's the peanut butter and jelly of betwixt. It's the like what follows yeoman's effort, a yeoman's effort. There's certain phrases that just go together. Yeah, betwixt doesn't go with anything. Apparently, it goes with Cleveland Browns daily today, and people are loving it, eating it up. Uh, next. But these rankings to me are all incomprehensible. Lower. By the way, Danny, higher, lower, or just right? Brown should be higher. Worse. Browns, they've got one of the best rosters in the NFL and upgraded at quarterback. They are better than the 15th ranked team in the NFL. 
Uh, up next, we go around the AFC North and their rankings. The Bengals are sixth, down four spots post-draft. Again, that makes no sense. So They, they addressed- bolstered the offensive line. Thank you. <laughs> they got better at all their positions of weakness, and they dropped four spots? This offseason was about fixing the offensive line, and they did that. They also added a nice few pieces in the draft on defense. All of that will, again, make this team a contender. But they're So how do they spots. drop four spots? Because this doesn't make any sense. This is, this is bad. This is bad, Prisco. Higher, lower, just right. And I love Pete. He'll come fight, He'll come fight me for it. But I know he will. It's not great. By the way, getting Tom Brady back immediately made them a contender again. They've done a nice job keeping things together other than Coach Bruce Arians stepping down and Todd Bowles taking over. And they only go up four spots for the return of Tom Brady from nine to five. But the commanders go from 25th to 13. Over Car- like, I just, I feel like we need Prisco here to answer for this. By the way, my mom says the video is gone. Is, she, is Nana right? Is she on top of her game? Says it's live. Says it's live, Nana. Could be live on your stream end. says it's up. I don't see anybody else tweeting it, so I'm going to believe that it's okay. So, Bengals, higher, lower, or just right, Zagro? Uh... They beat the Chiefs twice in a row in games of consequence. So to me, and and they improved their team more than the Chiefs who lost Tyreek Hill. I think that they are better than this. They should have a lower number, be higher on the list. Uh, Danny Cunningham. They're just about right. I think that it was a little bit of a fluky playoff run, but they're pretty damn good. Next, they're better than they were. Yeah. They should be better. They are better than they were a year ago. Now, does that mean that they'll go farther? No, the AFC is absolutely loaded. It's absurd. By the way, the stream working. Okay. Sorry, Nana. Sorry, Nana. Uh, The Ratbirds come in at number 10. They expect Lamar Jackson to revert back to his MVP form this season, which will make them a contender for the AFC North again. Do we know he's going to play? Do we know he's going to play for the Ravens? They had a great draft, which will only help those chances. Now, this I can understand. They did have a great draft. And they moved up six spots, and they are number 10 in the power rankings. Danny Cunningham, higher, lower, or just right? Lower, because Lamar Jackson's a question mark. He seems to be pretty ticked off at that organization. Can we count on him to be on the field weeks one through 18? I don't know. Listen, he's good when he's playing. There's no doubt about that. But do we know that he's going to be playing there? I think he still should have been playing at the end of last season. I think he should have gutted it out. I would agree. That's just me. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? Yeah, I think they're a little lower, but you never want to count the Ravens out. I think it's interesting that their draft netted them. It feels like the biggest gain of any team. That feels like a lot to ask out of a draft class. And don't forget, you did lose your leading receiver from a year ago, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, That's a great point. They don't have that in here. Prisco, yeah. what are you doing? I don't know. I, I think that... I think we're better. Th- I I believe that we are better with the Ravens with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. We'll have to prove that out on the field. But I think that, and it's fine, by the way, us being low on these rankings, I'm fine with it. We, we don't need hype. We can just go out there, get to work, and then come out guns a-blazing. So far for us, hype has not gone well. I think we're in a much better position to handle hype now. I think that just from a culture standpoint uh, and a leadership standpoint, we're in a better position to handle that kind of hype. But uh, the Ravens are a question... Lamar Jackson's situation, until it's resolved, it, it makes it difficult for me to know what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens. Next. Higher or lower? Uh, we're up against it, so I'm going to skip right down to number nine, the San Francisco 49ers. 
10 and 7. Quarterback situation still unsettled. And if it's Trey Lance as the starter, they might have to be patient early on. There is still an abundance of talent on this roster to make it a lot easier for him. They're down two spots to number nine. Is Zagura higher, lower, or just right? It, there was another report that just came out. Hold on, let me find it real quickly. JPA Football uh, says Matt Lombardo, NFL. He says the 49ers staff has been continually underwhelmed by second-year quarterback Trey Lance. If that's true, and you are not, and you, and Jimmy Garoppolo goes somewhere else, where at this point I don't know. I don't see where Jimmy Garoppolo goes, but if if he does, and it is Trey Lance, I don't think you can put them there yet. I mean, let's just go through the quarter that would be around them: Stafford, Allen, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, Burrow, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, eh, Dak. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and then you get down to Deshaun Watson again. Like, I think the Raiders are too low on this list. The Raiders go down, even though they have Devontae Adams. Like, it, some of these things seem just nutty to me. Absolutely nutty. But if you look at the top 10 teams in the in this, you've got multiple MVPs, and then you have one outlier, which would be Trey Lance. Now, if it's Garoppolo, sure, I could see make the case that Jimmy Garoppolo could be the guy for them to be a top 10 team. After all, in his two full seasons, last two full seasons, they've gone to the Super Bowl and they've gone to the NFC Championship game. But right there, I don't know. Danny, higher, lower, just right. Lower, I can't believe in Trey Lance until I see what Trey Lance can do. I can't take them seriously as a contender until I know that they've got competence at quarterback, and right now it's a question mark. With every day that goes by, Jimmy Garoppolo should just be their starting quarterback. I know what they've invested in this, but it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Real quickly, it's just an aside. The NFL just tweeted out, Sup, bro. The Steelers now have four sets of brothers on their roster. Cameron and Connor Hayward, Khalil and Carlos Davis, Terrell and Trey Edmonds, TJ and Derek Watt. That's got to be a record if those guys all make the 53 to have a team that have four sets of siblings on it. Correct. That's wild. Is Derek Watt going to make that team? I don't know. Somehow he's managed to keep his head above water the last year and a half, two years. We'll Wild. see if that continues. All right, that's it for higher or lower. we got to go to break. All right, we'll be back. Hour number two still to come here. We've got Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. Mailbag Thursday and perhaps Gibbe's contemplating opening up the phone lines here on Cleveland Browns Daily. Listen to ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, hour number two. Cleveland Browns Daily kicking it off here right now. But first, I want to remind you about Rumkey Waste. Rumkey Waste and Recycling is a family-owned and operated company. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become a part of the family. Visit www.rumkey.com to learn more. All right. It's mailbag. It's a mailbag day, by the way. Jay Stilson, the official Stilson, what a comment. These rankings have my mind betwixt feeling befuddled and incensed. Good job expanding the lexicon today, Dr. Z. Normally, I'm totally down with your expansion of the vocabulary. This one, I'm, I just can't get behind. That's all. Just promise me the next time that you are golfing and you do go down there and you're feeling the grass, 
you'll know I, exactly I'm not what I mean. The grass. I'm, I'm Maybe you will. Standing over the ball. I'm Sometimes you the need ball. to understand Ready Ready how golf. firm the soil is beneath the grass so you know what angle of a descending blow you want to take on the ball. Are these not calculations you're making, Gibbe? No. Well, this could save you shots. There you go. Golf yeah. lesson for the day. Hitting the ball. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm hitting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hold on. Kyle Benner. First, I'd like to recommend another word to be in the same scholarly ranks as betwixt. Willist. Whilst is a great word, yes. Sure. Willst. Whilst. I love to use the word betwixt whilst golfing and assessing the depth of the rough. Thanks, Kyle, for nothing. Second, what food did Z get after taking a tumble in the cafe, and did your injury influence this decision? Well, it's as at Cinco de Mayo, there was a, uh, a build-your-own taco bar. And so I went with uh, I went chicken, a little shrimp, a uh, little brown rice, some black beans, a little fajita veggies. Very light on, on the brown rice, though. You know, I'm trying to keep the carbs down. Uh, and then tons of chicken, tons of um, shrimp, and then some guacamole and a uh, – and a little pico de gallo. But it's a nice little setup today. It was very nice. It's been nice. It's been great. Those I mean, come ladies on. are it's the best restaurant in town. They're the best. Our cafe here is the it yeah. is the best. The it's staff, not their fault. We have to be done at twelve fifteen. They couldn't be nicer. They couldn't be more jovial people. Like I would describe it as being betwixt Nirvana and heaven. So a couple updates for you. Debo Samuel hints on social media his situation with the 49ers might be improving. Well, there's a shocking development. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming it has something to do with the monetary reason for that. Yes. Not a surprise. Magic Johnson reportedly joins a group bidding for the Denver Broncos. Oh. How much money does that guy have? A lot. He's done incredible, incredible business. All right. You know, we were looking up net worth of people yesterday because he owns the he's part owner of the Dodgers, right? He's, he's or a minority owner, or yes, which would be the same as part. Yeah, eh, sure. I think net so. worth six hundred million. <clears throat> That's not small, but now see, hold on. Now you're talking about Denver Broncos are going to have a valuation in the B billions. His earnings from basketball were only around $100 million. Now, yeah, see, this a long time ago. This site says, after retiring, he owned a company called Magic Johnson Enterprise. The valuation of this company is around $1.2 billion. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. I don't know about that. <clears throat> I, I think just focus on what you're doing. Stay, stay what out, do you mean? Stay oh, life. stop it. I love Magic. Like, I don't. Typical Gibbank. Let him go. If he wants to be a part owner of the National Football League, which is probably going to be the highest potential return on investment of really anything that you could do, I say go for it. I mean, he's just going to be a part of the ownership group. There are many people that are, you know, for example, part owners of a lot of teams. There are a few. There are some teams where it's just straight up like these are the owners, but there are other teams that have, you know, a lot of people involved. The Steelers were one of them. That's where the Haslam's were part owners of the Steelers before they came and, and were became the owners of the Cleveland Browns. So, that's I say go for it, Magic. Let's go. He's got Russ there now. You know he likes that. Russell Wilson is there. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a great city. Great city. Great yeah, city. Great town. Jerry Jones transported to the hospital with minor injuries after a car wreck. 
Uh, he's going to be okay, which is good, and glad everybody's okay. But I'm telling you, if you were in the, if you were in your cruiser, if you were in the, uh, in the bus, you would have been fine. I'm telling you, it wouldn't have been a minor car wreck. Just saying, I've ridden in it. It's cozy. It's comfy, of and I feel like you can, you, you probably can hit a few things and not know that you've even hit them. Just my thought. All right, I need you to weigh in here on a food situation. Oh, God. Okay. All right, so this is the, I'll present the question as it was asked to me. Okay. He said, trying to choose betwixt shrimp or beef tacos, any advice? What would you, how would you have responded? I, I need to know the other ingredients for the tacos. So I know. I wrote back shrimp. And the reason I wrote back shrimp is because I wasn't going to say we weren't going to have a long conversation about this. A shrimp taco, I have a pretty good idea. I'm going to get grilled shrimp. I'm going to get – it's going to be seasoned in some type of a maybe a – I like a little blackened. Blackened shrimp, fine. It's Perfect. Good. But you kind of – I can picture it. A beef taco, just saying beef could be ground, ground beef? beef from Taco Bell. It could be shredded barbacoa, which would be great. If it said barbacoa, yeah, I'd probably choose that over shrimp. Could be a steak taco. We had sure. those downstairs today. They were Love wonderful. It. Delightful. But just it saying beef, I felt I had to go with shrimp, and then I was attacked by Jeff. He said, this is your all-time worst take, sir, LOL. And I just said there's very little context to the overall presentation. Steak not, be- steak, not beef would have swayed me. Barbecue, like, I just didn't know enough. And if you're asking me to choose between a ground beef taco and a shrimp taco, I'll take a shrimp taco every time. Now, if you're talking about where these are in my taco rankings, low. I'm living in the Al Pastor world, baby. I'm living in the Cochinita E.P. Beal. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I, I need a little more detail. You can't just go like beef or shrimp. Yeah, you can't just leave me be, be, betwixt beef and shrimp. Give me the full menu. I'll pick tacos. I'll build you a taco. I'll design the taco for you. How about this? Start with some Al Pastor. You slice it up. Slice a little bit of that pineapple as well. Finally, chop some habanero. Boom. On there. Little uh, white onion. Minced. Boom. On there. Little fresh cilantro. Boom. And away you go. In the mouth. Delightful. You're welcome. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, Sugardale is sponsoring grand opening events at two new Meyer stores. Visit the Canton store on Friday, May the 6th, and the Brunswick store on Friday, May the 13th, for samples and giveaways and special appearances by Browns alumni and Chops. For store... Chomps, sorry. For store locations and more details, visit sugardale.com slash events. And we go back to the hotline, the guy that we talked to right before the draft. And we are thrilled to bring back the great Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio joins us on the hotline. And Matt, first of all, how are you doing? Did you enjoy the draft and just kind of the wackiness and Wild West feel of that round one? Trades flying over, skill position players being traded, especially receivers being drafted all over the place. Was this a fun draft for you? Oh, absolutely. I think this was more of a scouts and a diehard football fans draft than any, um, despite all the you know carnival stuff going on in Las Vegas. Um, but it, just being able to see all the movement and then just seeing these quarterbacks fall – and, and, and to me, it actually fell perfectly for these quarterbacks, even though draft capital can be a big signifier of 
opportunity. Um, these guys need an extended opportunity to to develop. And then just with the receivers and the, the depth of the running back class, even a lot of the free agents that are available are interesting this year. This could be one of the more fascinating drafts in recent history, even though maybe on the surface to the casual fan it was kind of a dog. A lot of people were saying that going in, and I, I won't lie to you. You know, I did a ton of draft coverage this week. We do uh, on, what, Thursday night? We did an hour of TV, four hours of radio. Friday night, five hours of radio. And then Saturday, three more. And for the Browns, we didn't even pick in the first six hours that we were on the air for the radio right. covering the draft, which is unprecedented, obviously. But I had a heck of a time. I thought it was a fun, fascinating draft. And for one that people thought was going to be a, a snooze fest, I, I really agree with you. I think it was anything but. And just seeing the massive shift in the mindset of football teams about draft capital and about the value of proven commodities in the league, which I always thought they seemed to be undervalued relative to the unknowns of the draft. I thought it was just it was a great time for all for all to enjoy. Absolutely. It was, you know, I think those are terrific points that you made. And, and to me, especially with quarterbacks, because when you think of the great quarterbacks that have come out of, of drafts, whether you want to go from a, a gunslinger like Brett Favre to a precision guy like Joe Montana to, um, you know, Tom Brady, all those guys got to sit a little bit or had intermittent playing time. A guy like Steve McNair, who was an MVP, had yep. intermittent playing time. Drew Brees had intermittent playing time. I mean, they got benched. You know, sometimes it was, you know, the great Marty Schottenheimer talked about, or that Drew Brees talked about the great Marty Schottenheimer being the one who developed him and saying, listen, you know, he would bench me when I wasn't seeing things well and say, you're my guy, still have confidence in you. We're going to put the veteran in, let you watch this, and if, and if we get close, I'm going to give you a chance to win it, which is just the great way of how yeah. – you develop a guy and that you're not seeing that in this league a lot, but these guys might get that chance. A guy like Malik Willis who gets, you know, third round. And while Ryan Tannehill saying, I'm not his mentor, that's okay. The fact that he can sit there for a couple of years at, through Tannehill's contract, watch and do the work that he needs to do. He has a fighting chance now. Whereas if you put him in right away, I think you would have seen a player flounder a great deal and might even get, kind of burnt to a crisp in the frying pan that is often the way owners want to insert rookies yeah. into the league. Were you surprised the way that the quarterback draft in particular unfolded? Or was that what you expected and in your evaluations you thought that this quarterback class merited? Well, grade-wise, this is exactly how I hoped it would be, but I got, uh -huh. I'm one of those people that every year thinks that there's maybe one guy at best who deserves a late first-round pick. So... Right, yeah. and that's the thing about that's the thing about the draft. Well, because it's the position, right? And you, if you yeah. have an opportunity, you, people like to take that swing. But I think you're right. He ends up Malik Willis in a great spot there. And Ryan Tannehill said, "Look, he's going to learn from watching me and be with him. That's my job is to teach him the right way to do things. But I'm not just an out and out mentor. I think a lot was made about that comment, and I think most quarterbacks probably feel very similar to the way yeah. that Ryan Tannehill did. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. The Browns didn't need to draft a quarterback in this draft. They've got Deshaun Watson here now, Jacoby Brissett backing him up, but they did need to get a receiver. And we talked about a couple names on there uh, going into the draft. Now, one that we didn't talk about for day three was David Bell, who I know, though, you are a fan of. I read, I watched your film study on him, read some things, some comparisons to DeAndre Hopkins. But what did the Browns get in Bell in your estimation? And is he a guy that, you know, can make an immediate impact for this team? I think he can. I think he can play in a bit of a role that's 
that's similar to Jarvis Landry, but maybe in a different way of executing it. He is not, obviously, he's not very fast. Um, he's not very, you know, his explosion, his athletic profile isn't fantastic by any stretch. It's actually quite low for a starting receiver. But he's a terrific pass catcher, a good route runner, understands how to win in physical coverage. He's going to work open in zones. He's more than quick enough there, and he's a heck of a football player and blocker. And when you yep. use him on a run-oriented team or a team that runs the ball as well as the Browns do, you're going to be able to generate play-action opportunities. And he's such a good blocker, he's going to command respect of you know, just like I talked about Alec Pierce last week, um, I like Bell almost as much, um, maybe a little more, con- you know, in terms of the advanced conceptual traits of just like processing coverage, understanding how to set up defenders one-on-one. He just doesn't have the athletic upside of that, but he's sure. a terrific football player. And that, that's kind of the theme with this Browns draft is they, they picked smart football players who process information quickly and that's a and if that's the theme that the browns are going for um you got to get 100 percent behind that because that really is the difference between um good college athletes and good nfl players you're exactly right talk with matt waldman from the rookie scouting portfolio with some very glowing words about david bell the browns third round pick out of purdue now do you see him you mentioned like jarvis in but in a different way do you see him at this level inside or does he have inside outside versatility i think he's more i think he's going to be best on the inside but he might be able to give you a little bit of the juju smith schuster inside out versatility but it's going to be more selective in terms of where he's effective on the outside um but i do i do think he's more of an inside guy but he's also more of a contested catch guy where you can throw him open in the way that um you know, Deshaun Watson really counted on that with DeAndre Hopkins. And those are the routes that match up best for Watson anyway. We know that Watson doesn't have that high-velocity arm. He throws the ball. He throws the moonshots really well up the rails and across the field. But when it comes to those intermediate routes, he's best on those sail routes, the, the, the outs against zone coverage. Um, but you don't want him throwing maybe the opposite field comeback or the opposite field out with you know great timing and velocity with a low trajectory. That's not his game. And that's really not where with Bell's lack of speed and quickness or acceleration, excuse me, that's not really his strength either. So you're going to see more of the routes you saw him throw with, with the Houston Texans. And that works just fine, especially when you're using maybe two receiver route combinations, twins to one side. Or you line him up inside, you have, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones on the outside, and you can mix and match with that. And when you put Bell on the inside, he processes things so fast to be on the same page with his quarterback. He adjusts well to, to different things. I mean, there's a great play of his just as a run blocker where you see him, you know, handle two blocks and then pull away from one knowing that it's not as important as what he's seen with, you know, a cornerback backside penetration and be able to bring his fullback for a long for a, a nice touchdown in the red zone a long yep. touchdown for a fullback <laughs> but you know that's a, <laughs> that would be yes yeah so that's that's the kind of thing you get with him and i think he can become a, a big time security blanket who in terms of high receptions 
and you know somewhere between 800 to 1100 yards worth of production during his peak seasons if schemed to to him as a receiver you love to hear that because I think in this offense, you're right, we're going to transition. We're still going to be obviously run-oriented. You've got Nick Chubb, you've got Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, but this is going to be a team that's going to do a little bit more 11 personnel than they did last year. We're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit more and having that guy over the middle of the field that can be counted on to catch the football because that's one of the things he does so well, I think is going to go a long way for both Bell and Deshaun Watson in this offense. Mentioning the running backs. The Browns obviously thinking about some succession planning here, and you talked about the depth in this running back class. I mean, they got a guy who just ran for 1,300 yards and 19 touchdowns, averaging 6.2 yards a carry and averaged 10 yards a catch last year at Cincinnati. Very productive, seems to have some real upside, was originally recruited by Nick Saban at Alabama before transferring the last two years, about 280 carries and really 1,800 yards and 27 touchdowns on the ground. So incredible production. What do the Browns? What are the Browns getting in in this young man out of Cincinnati? They're getting a guy who could be a future starter if they need wow. him to be. That's how good this guy is. Joe Ford. Joe Ford has excellent movement skills, and with the running back position, you need guys who don't just make the the dramatic jump cuts and and spins, which he can do that, but he's very efficient with his footwork. He can make the one small move open his hips and get outside. He can bounce plays, but he'll stay inside and run tough. He's not hes not anywhere near Nick Chubb as a physical runner. But sure. like Darnest Johnson, who is physical enough that when he gets his pads down, he can handle the pounding and keep coming back to get yards and get yards through contact and get, help his linemen um, by staying on his feet and his linemen will help push him. He has that skill, but he's more – mobile maneuverable than than johnson he is a good pass catcher out of the backfield um i think he has he has some good traits in terms of his vision he understands um his blocking schemes well he understands where the cutback lanes are processes that very fast and running back is a high processing position as rick spielman talked about recently um before the draft that when they're testing players nowadays in scouting they and they're looking for processing speed the closer to the middle of the field you are the faster your processing has to be which means that running backs and quarterbacks really have to have that high processing acumen and he has that there's a little bit of if you're going to think of a player that he reminds me of he's not as athletic as jamal charles he may not be quite as physical as cadillac williams but he's kind of in that Cadillac Williams vein in terms of size, dimensions, and style to be able to function in tight spaces and make the most of plays by either making you miss, making the right decision, or being able to you know stay on his feet through contact. I like that one. Cadillac Williams burst onto the scene. I think, didn't he set the record for the most yards rushing in his first game? Something crazy back in yeah, the day for the Bucks. He was a stud. He was, he was a very, yeah. very good player. And then maybe... Maybe run into the ground a little early in his career, a lot of carries, but Cadillac Williams certainly could play, and I, I like that comparison. It's just, again, it's nice to see the Browns be able to get value at that position, and I think that's a trend, don't you, that we're going to see more and more where you can get good value at the running back position later on as as kind of running backs aren't going as early as they once did. There are seemingly a lot of good ones coming out of college. Do you think that that's something we're going to continue to see where you can get guys in the middle rounds who can end up being really good players? 
Without a doubt, more than almost any position, you can name guys like Priest Holmes, Willie Parker, Terrell Davis, Arian yeah. Foster. I just named um, three out of four players were undrafted free agents in this league. Yep. Um, and th- it's kind of like the running back room now. It's it's like I always compare it to like a casting call in Hollywood where, if, you know, you could be, you know, Al Pacino, but you're still going to see, you know, Robert De Niro, you're still going to see like a room full of great actors in the same casting call. And that's kind of the draft right now. It's not that the running running back position is, is getting worse. It's just that they're using them more in committees. They're using them more in piecemeal parts because they don't want to wear these guys down. Um, yep. And the position does have a high turnover rate. Um, so when, when these guys are in, in a draft class, it's just like every year there's going to still be strong athletes that come out. Occasionally you'll have a, an absolute game changer of a player who will get drafted in the early rounds. But now teams know that really they can, they can get a player with multiple different types of, or multiple types of variables that, that they can plug in either. You know, you look at, you know, James Cook right now, who he, he might have the absolute best fit of the running backs who you might've considered as more of a mid round guy except for the fact that going to Buffalo and they're going to spread the field and use him as a multi-purpose weapon. Now you give him that Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara may, and I don't mean in ability, but like Marshall Falk in terms of, if you spread it out, let him run real routes breaking from the outside in, which is what most running backs don't do. And he can do that. And he's tough at that. Suddenly now you have a player whose running skills in the, between the tackles is good enough to be um, functional as a starter in that offense because he may not pound them you know, 15, 20 times like Nick Chubb and wear out a defense, but he's sure. smart enough and skilled enough to maneuver in there and take enough of a pounding that you can give him seven to eight touches inside the tackle box and another seven to eight you know, around the offense in different spots, and suddenly he can be very productive in that fashion. So yeah, it's a, it's a, I, it's still one of my favorite positions. But how can it not be? You grow up in Cleveland, and you right. grow up hearing about James, you know, about Jim Brown as if like he's the Zeus of the NFL. So <laughs> that's that's based. I just I, you know, I arrived on this planet about five years after he left. Um, but that's all my family ever talked about, and that's what I yeah. grew up learning is that James, Jim Brown was the Zeus of football. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the goat, as they call him, the Zeus. I like that as well. Real quickly, we're talking again with Matt Walden from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. Browns get a receiver late, and I don't know if you how much you got into Michael Woods out of Oklahoma or what you think they saw in him. And another name I want to throw at you that's been rumored to the Browns or reported to the Browns as an undrafted, just because he seems intriguing, is Isaiah Weston out of Northern Iowa. We averaged you know twenty two point six yards a catch for his career in college at six three. So he can fly around the field a little bit. Uh, what do you think of those guys? And and I look, Browns are in a different spot. It's gonna be tough for anybody to make this roster that wasn't really an early pick. For sure, but it's funny. I've seen more of Weston than I've seen of Woods. But I can tell you that Woods is more of a. Um, to me, I think Woods is gonna have more of a profile of trying to make it on special teams, and gotcha. then at best he might be able to become a a fifth receiver when they have go empty empty and use him as kind of an inside out type of prospect um with weston weston's more of that guy in the mold of can he be a 
you know, I, I think of like Frisman Jackson way back in the day, you know, <laughs> yeah. or somebody who has that length, who, who can, who, who maneuvers very well. He's very quick. Um, you get him in open space and he has a good feel for being able to make the first man miss and get chunk plays. Um, he's used a lot, as you said, on those fly sweeps. He, I didn't see a lot of contested work out of him, but he's not afraid yeah. to work over the middle. He just has to – we have to see if he has enough of the bend in him physically to develop as a route runner and get more um, acclimated to the complexities of the receiver position because, again, he's going to have to be on the same page with the quarterback and – know all the different adjustments and be able to read the defense in the same way and that may be a, t- a bigger step for him right now if he can just show enough athletically that excites this team and maybe prove that he can do work on special teams then you know he might be able to stick around on, on and not just on the practice squad but maybe at the end of the roster and if that happens then there could be some growth opportunity for him matt waldman Awesome stuff as always. Tell people about the rookie scouting portfolio, how they can get into your insights. And I'll tell you what, I just like, he's a great follow on Twitter. Just follow him at Matt Waldman. You get some of the videos, you get some teases for the rookie scouting portfolio, but let people know where they can get and how they can get your stuff. Sure. And you can also find me on YouTube at Matt Waldman's RSP Film Room. And, you know, I actually do some videos on running backs with um, his, with uh, David Bell's former high school coach, Chad Spann, who had a cup of coffee in the NFL for a while. But I've been doing that for about 10 years, Matt Waldman's RSP Film Room. You can find my, um, find my RSP pre-draft, post-draft guide, post-draft guide's coming out tomorrow. Um, that's for one price of $21.95 for both of them together at mattwaldman.com. Love it, Matt. Thank you so much for the insights and excited to see how this is all going to all gonna get going here for the, for the Cleveland Browns and their draft class and then the guys that you've liked around the league, so how they flourish here as we get into this 2022 season. We appreciate the time as always. Always a pleasure. The great Matt Waldman. All right. OBM, Ohio Business Machines, is the preferred copyright provider of the Cleveland Browns. We have all the X's and O's for your office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. When we come back, mailbag, maybe phone calls. I don't know. It's up to Gibbe. Gibbe, where are you? Are you betwixt the notion uh, of mailbag we, or phone calls? We we might push phones to Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Just uh, timing-wise. We, look, we got Good a idea. lot of people that reached out on the Twitter mailbag. Okay. And I want to I want to try to answer those questions first, and you know Monday I, I believe it's going to be you and the voice. Yes, I think the radio team, Jim will Donovan, be in the, the radio team Monday. together. Let's go. So maybe but, we do some questions for the people then. All right, but still so much more to come. Give a mailbag coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty, ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right. Mailbag time. Hashtag AskCBD to get your questions in. And for this, we get traveling music and we bring in. Give it. Darren Miller tweets at the show at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. Zagura, what is the max number of tacos politely consumed at an open bar situation? 
It's he said open bar situation like that. Like I don't know you, what. That oh, means. he's saying where you're make like you're going to a taco bar and making your own taco. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't believe in limits. Your body will Not tell when you when you've had. It. Your body will tell you when you've had enough tacos. That's what I believe. But I believe at a Barrio Queen, you have consumed an astronomical number of tacos in a sitting. Or it was yeah, it, it was, further south. It was at, no, it was Barrio Queen. Right here, Scottsdale. I had hiked Camelback Mountain earlier in the day. Yeah, well, and over I had built up a great hunger, and I proceeded to put away thirteen tacos, which prompted them to bring out the kitchen staff to look at the person who had just eaten 13 tacos. I think they were underwhelmed. They didn't understand why I was so skinny. Yeah. But I was quite happy. Yeah, I was going to say you were in your element. I was. It might ruin the rest of the day. That was a lot of food. I was betwixt heaven and nirvana. All right. Steven uh, Giles. I heard a rumor on Malik McDowell returning. Any chance you can speak on that? We've talked about it. We've touched on it. I don't know anything, any of the particulars, and I know that the Browns are monitoring closely. They have not ruled it out at this point, and I think there's a potential. I wouldn't say it's likely, but it it is not. The door is not yet closed. Um, Mr. Music Mud, what kind of haberdashery do you expect betwixt now and mandatory minicamp? You're welcome for me even asking this question. That's great. What type of haberdashery? Yeah. I don't know what haberdashery means. So a haberdasher, if I'm not mistaken, is a guy who makes your suits for you and is like a men's, a fine men's clothier and who like is like more than a tailor. I think it's like the guy who like makes sure that you're like, your fits are like, hab, how do you spell it? Haberdasher. Uh, H-A-B-E-R-D-A-S-H-E-R-Y. A, a dealer in men's clothing. So yeah, so I don't know what clothing is going to happen, but maybe he was just using it to mean maybe he was just saying what's going to go on between now and someone else is ready for the weekend. What's going on between now and uh, training? I don't know. Uh, rally in the north. Ask CBD at Browns underscore daily in your time with the Browns who have been the best hype men on the sidelines. From a player standpoint. Yes. Jarvis. Jarvis could get him going. I mean, this year LeCount is LeCount's an unbelievable ball of energy on the sideline. A little bit. He's a ball of energy. Um, I mean, I obviously Devro. We mentioned Devro earlier in the show. Devro could get could get people fired up. Coach, is there a coach? There was like a fire up guy. Well, I mean, Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Yeah, but that was more. Yeah, that could be Fred Blake Williams as well. Would he would get into it a bit? Uh, I'd probably yeah. That's probably. It's so hard because you see stuff like that, but guys don't go like. It's not what you think. Where guys are just going around getting in everybody's face or whatever. Like I guess yeah. you do see some of that out of Tom Brady, but. In terms of guys that were just good, happy, energetic guys, you know, those those were the Kirko. Kirko was great. Um, Demario Davis was a great leader. Demario Davis was really good. Yeah, he was great while he was here. Um, yeah, those would be some guys. Uncle Bronco Bill. I just love that guy. Oh. Richie Fox. Ned. 
when can applicants expect to hear back on the podcast internship? Ned, be working on. Come on, those. he's got to be. I'll be working on those resumes tomorrow and going through some of those and starting to thin out the herd. All right, hold on. I got somebody sent me a taco menu, and it looks to me like they are at a like a yard house because it says the vampire taco. And then you got to get one of those. You got to get yourself a carne asada. Yeah, you don't want beer battered shrimp. Maybe a, a blackened shrimp and a grilled Korean beef. There you go. There it is. Get the, get them all. One of all. At Buckeye BV, if you woke up and just got drafted by the Browns, what position would you play? What number would you wear? Well, this will be great. Here comes the ego being inflated. Well, I mean, you're asking what position I feel like I would. Not that I'm capable of actually playing in the NFL, but this is my world to determine what position I'm playing. So I'm going to play quarterback. Yeah, I know. And I'm either going to wear oh, I know. three or 16. Three or 16. Yeah. Three's always been my favorite number. Huh. But 16's Joe. No. I mean, I can understand that. Three, uh, interesting. Jeff George wore three with the Raiders. Well, there you go. Now we're getting down to the root. Yeah, but he was one most played. Like in Atlanta, he was one. Um. All right. Um. At Browning out one, what's your opinion on Hawaiian shirts? I love them. I bet you do. Of course you do. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about wearing one tonight just to embarrass my kid at her awards banquet. I have exactly one Hawaiian shirt in my closet, and I will only wear it in places that are not here. <laughs> like, I only wear it in <laughs> Mexico. The Bahamas, uh, Hawaii, I would wear it, obviously. If uh, I could find another Rome. jam suit, like when I was a kid, jams, like the shorts. And, and they, they used to do like a suit where it was like the button-down oh shirt matching the shorts. Oh if I could god. find another one of those, I'd wear it. Jorts. Oh, my God. Uh, P. Fred, who is Senor Swag? Sorry. Sorry. If you know, you know. Yep. Can't reveal that. Nope. Uh, real quick, because we're up against it. This is from Andrew Merchant. New York Post, Joe Buck's ESPN debut, PGA Championship Let's go. Manning cast. Let's go. From Omaha Productions. It will not be like the Sunday Night Baseball Manning cast PGA Championship. With Peyton and Buck? Potentially. Oh, my goodness. I love that. By the way, real quickly. Omaha Productions will do this one. They don't do the Sunday Night Baseball one. Okay. Yeah, that one, I feel like that one's not going as well as they would like it's it to be going. baseball's a little rough. Yeah, a little rough, a little rough. Uh, by the way, if people out there don't have plans yet for Cinco de Mayo, I would like to invite them to the Winchester in Lakewood to watch AIW. Oh, Cybernetico de Mayo is happening, which is an eight-on-eight -eight tag match. It's an unbelievable match. My boy Carson's in it, Bishop's in it, Dillinger's in it, Maserati West, the Bitcoin boys, Dom. Casey character, everybody, the whole cast of characters, everybody you want is there. So if you're not, if you're not going out, you don't have tacos and margarita plans just yet. Go there to the Winchester. You, I bet you've been. I could see you dominating in the Winchester, Gibbe. One hundred percent. Yeah, been there, done it, and then you can stop at Taco Bell. Yeah, you'd really you still celebrate Cinco de Mayo afterward. It sounds like a well, and I, who knows? Maybe there'll be tacos at the event. I don't know who's to say. Amen. Not me. But so check that out if you want to go watch some quality wrestling. Do it. We'll be. I'll be there for the gauntlet for the gold. May the twenty first. Tadmore Shrine again. Gibbe. 
one of the most unique venues I've ever been to in my entire life out in Akron. I can say that with 100% certainty. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, big thanks to Matt Waldman for joining us here today. By the way, a new episode of the BPA drops momentarily. Here, Migo one-on-one with Browns wide receiver coach Chad O'Shea. A lot of insight into our wide receiver room. You don't want to miss that. The next level is next. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. May today be betwixt Nirvana and heaven for you. Betwixt tacos and guacamole. Betwixt tequila and nachos. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.